leaving when so many Texans were hurting uh, didn't feel right, and so I, I changed my return flight and, and, and flew back uh, on the first available flight I could take. That's Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, who'd gone to Cabo in the midst of the worst storm in a hundred years in Texas, and uh, and uh, was uh, didn't look good, so he's come back and making some excuses about it. Um, I think that was a terrible decision, uh, and he may pay a price for it. I don't know. His daughter said, "Hey, let's go to Cabo. What's he going to do? Or Cancun, or whatever, wherever he is? Yeah, wherever he went, Cancun, I guess. Yeah." Um, um uh, yeah, I know. Anytime my kids said, "Hey, let's go somewhere," I said, "Pack up the car, let's go." <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it's an expensive foreign vacation. Yeah, that you're apparently deciding on on a moment's notice. But uh, um, it, it's terrible optics. But you know, he's he, when's he up for re-election? He just beat the old what's his face, he beat right? Beto the right. two years before Trump. Okay, so that was so he's up in four then. Yeah. No, two years before Trump originally got, was it, or was oh. it the same year Trump got elected? Look that up. Yeah, I'd be interested how soon because if, if it's if it's more than like if it's more than twenty two, I mean like the next cycle, it will be have been completely forgotten. Sure. Well, Bateau was running uh, against uh, Biden and company for the twenty twenty nomination, right? So Having, if he lost to Cruz in twenty eighteen. I think so. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so he's not up till twenty four. Then is is telling his wife, "I'm going to take a year on the road to find myself." You you tend to the kids. It'll be forgotten by twenty four. I think he shouldn't have done it. If I was a Texan, I'd be mad that he did it. But um, a number of people pointed this out. Uh, Your major news networks and cable news channels gave way more coverage yesterday to Ted Cruz having gone to Cancun in the midst of the storm. When it's really mostly an optics thing, oh, yeah. uh, then it has almost no practical significance whatsoever. Then they did the ongoing story of Governor Cuomo killed people and lied about it. Right, killed people and lied about it. Yeah. Um, that's a big story, and that guy's actually going to get booted out of office. There are moves toward uh, recalling him, impeaching him, all kinds of different things, and he should. And we're going to talk about that later. It's turning out all the Democrats are coming out of the woodwork, including Mayor de Blasio of New York City saying, oh, yeah, he threatens people. He's a bully. He's been doing that forever. He's an awful human being, that governor of New York. And the fact that that got a quarter of the time of Ted Cruz going to Cancun on uh, ABC News last night, for instance, huh. is really quite amazing. Tells but you everything you need to know, man. That's not what I planned to talk about. I wanted to talk about this, which yes, is unfortunately numbers, right? also, yes, what? What's that? Poll numbers? Uh, yeah, that are confusing. Which should I do first? I'll do, the, I'll do this first. Um, this is according to the American Enterprise Institute. AEI did their own survey. Half of Republicans believe that Antifa was behind the January 6th assault of the Capitol. 28% of independents believe the same thing. Hmm. Half of Republicans believe it was Antifa. The same survey found that two-thirds of Republicans believe Joe Biden's victory uh, was not legitimate. Nearly one in four independents hold a similar view. As to the legitimacy question, I understand that better than I did. Um there are a whole bunch of different people who say that for a bunch of different reasons. Some believe that, uh, like Trump was saying, old Brad Raffensperger in Georgia switched a bunch of votes or, or the vote counting machines. That stuff is bunk. It didn't happen. But there are a lot of people who are just saying the wild and woolly, fast and loose, mailing out zillions of ballots thing, changing laws in the election cycle, the rest of that was illegitimate. It, it caused serious doubt about the 
dependability of the vote and was a terrible policy mistake. Them, I'm with 100%. If half of Republicans believe it was Antifa that attacked the Capitol, when even Kevin McCarthy has said, look, it wasn't Antifa. Right. Uh, that's right. troubling. Yeah, it is. There's been is. no evidence emerge that that is the case. Then this poll, which is sort of, uh, well, does it contradict it or not? You tell me. This is, um, I'll just read it. Should Trump have been convicted in the impeachment trial? If you go with all U.S. adults, it's 58%. Hmm. It's quite a bit over half. 58%. For Democrats, obviously, it's 88%. Uh, for independents, 64%. Republicans, only 14 but overall, wow. 58% should have been convicted. Wow. What was the independent number? 64. S- damn near 64 two-thirds. And 14 for Republicans. Wow. Wow. Huh. These are odd times. Oh, hey, speaking of the Capitol, right? Damn near thing. 60% of all U.S. believe he should have been convicted. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, well, there's some ugly stuff, no doubt. So I'd heard that this re- retired Lieutenant General Russell Honore, who's been going to lead the uh, allegedly independent review of security at the Capitol and what happened on January 6th, I'd heard that he was uh, kind of a partisan guy. Oh, he said some mean stuff about Josh Hawley, but I didn't know the half of it. This guy's on fly. He's like Rachel Maddow. Yeah, he's a whack job, and he's in yeah, he charge is. of trying to figure out what happened that day. Now, he called... Or at least for Senator- now. Uh, he called Senator Josh Hawley of uh, Missouri a little piece of S with his Yale law degree. Should be run out of D.C. and disbarred ASAP. He called Hawley and Cruz asshats, adding these Yale and Harvard law grads high order white privilege. I thought, all right, Hawley is kind of an asshat sometimes. We're wearing but... asshats, or they are asshats. I don't understand the terminology. <laughs> no, well, after the uh, those pink hats everybody was wearing, I, I see you're confused. It's not a hat, actually. It's more of a description of a human being it's a way to avoid saying oh blank. okay gotcha oh, okay right. gotcha it's a different version of that uh boy honore has made unfounded speculation in the media saying that a high percentage of capital police officers could have been complicit in the attack he called them trumpers based on nothing uh let's see honore told w i'm sorry told msnbc Last July, of course, okay, he's the sort of guy who regularly goes on MSNBC, that then-acting Homeland Security uh, Secretary Chad Wolf needs to be run out of Washington, do what he called the bull-ass tactics used by federal agents to contain mobs in Portland amidst unrest in the city, amidst an insurrection in the city. So this guy, when the feds finally said, all right, you got to stop burning down the federal courthouse, he's, oh, fascists! Fascists! Trump is sending his goon squad. So he's one of those guys. Well, the problem to me is we're still not serious about looking into this. The impeachment wasn't serious. We all learned that last Saturday. And Mm -hmm. Nancy Pelosi appointing this guy to try to figure out what happened that day is still not serious. It's not working with Republicans. It's not the, the best of the middle coming together to try to actually figure out what groups were involved, what happened here. Nope, we're still not doing that. It's still a, the, a, a wildly partisan uh, attempt to win the next election. Right. Performative politics. One more sin apparently is guy. just all we have. Apparently that's all we've got. Right. Right. That's all there is anymore. Uh, the other thing this guy did was he was trying to get people to boycott the companies and even boycott the stocks of companies that advertise on Sean Hannity's show. 
Now, I, I could list the people in the lefty media I think are bad at their jobs. I think they're bad Americans. I think they're bad human beings. I think they do damage to the country, and I will oppose them with my last breath. But I don't go around trying to organize boycotts and, and put them out of business. I just I don't like that. It's ugly. It's it, You know what? It's ugly, and it says my ideas aren't strong enough to overcome your ideas. i got to kneecap you. So this guy, this uh, General Honore, he's one of those guys. To hell with you, General. With all due respect to your service, you're a kookala. Well, as we learn from Mike Lyons, and uh, most people don't know this, there are like a thousand retired generals out there. Just because right. you're a retired general, you don't get any special, oh, you must know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. There are respect, a lot of retired generals. Respect, not worship. Um, there's that headline again. Pfizer says vaccine can be stormed, stored at normal temperatures. Somebody oh. needs to figure out who originally said, no, 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 it's got to be 6,000 degrees below zero. There's only like two freezers on Earth that can store the stuff. Who said that and decided to do that for two months before they figured out it can be stored at normal temperatures? It's going to seriously slow the distribution. It can only go to major metropolitan centers that are equipped with these NASA-designed super freezers. Or you can just throw it in the back of your freezer with your frozen pizzas. Didn't anybody try it? (laughs) I don't don't know. You're the scientist. Come on. Figure it out. Um, we got to talk about China. I don't want to on a Friday. It's gruesome, but we do need to talk about China. CNN's going big on it. Thank God. Jake Tapper leading the way. I love the turn toward realizing what China actually is. Maybe the worst nation on Earth. Well, almost certainly, if you're going to go with the scope. Oh, yeah. In terms of their capacity to perpetrate evil against human beings, yeah. Not the mouthwash, the, the ability to, uh, to, the, the, the magnitude. Oh, okay. The scope. I Stay in your lane, Sean. <laughs> Stay uh, in your lane. We'll get to that coming up. China is asshole. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This morning, one giant leap toward finding out if there was life on Mars. The Mars rover Perseverance successfully touched down on the red planet. The successful landing will kick off NASA's most ambitious mission yet. The rover, after traveling 300 million miles in seven months, will touch down on an ancient lake called Yezero, a site where ancient life may have been best preserved. The most dangerous part of the mission begins when the rover enters Mars's atmosphere, a period known as the seven minutes of terror yeah somebody at nasa figured out seven minutes of terror sounds uh, very dramatic and so that was in every story i heard about mars even though that has been part of every mission ever um that's what i called my vasectomy by the way seven <laughs> minutes of terror <laughs> um Anyway, so it landed yesterday. I was really excited when I got the little ding on my phone that it landed successfully, and uh, we should start getting the fantastic pictures back at any time. And that'll be cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. More on that a little bit later. Uh, just got an update. So my son is going to be able to go to school today, who had a horrifying scooter crash yesterday and bounced his face off the pavement. Um, we weren't certain if he was going to be able to go to school today last night as his teeth were wiggly. His face was all swollen up. It was hard oh. to tell what was broken. He does have a chipped tooth, but oh. um, yeah, yeah, it was, oh. it was a rough one. I knew it was. I knew it was going to happen. I told it was going to happen. He he's been riding like crazy. I mean, just the the the, the stunts he's attempting to do. 
Now, is this like a Razor scooter, foot-powered, or is it some No, it's foot, it's foot-powered, although it's nuclear. he's... Yeah, it's foot-powered. He's got he's got the, the serious kind for, like, serious uh, thrashers. Yeah, okay. That I got it from a cool shop in uh, L.A., but um, he's he's he he goes into the big bowl at the skateboard park on it and stuff like that, which I can't even imagine. That's just diving off a cliff. Wow! But, and how old is he? Uh, ten. Daredevil. Um, but uh, he's been doing stuff, jumping curbs and stuff like that. He did one the other day. I said, "You're going way too fast. You're gonna have a crash anyway." You know, what are you gonna do? Um, you're gonna let him find his got, limits. And, yeah, exactly. You know, good for him. Exactly. He reminds me of me as a kid, really. Yeah. Doing bike stunts and everything. I did that. Concussed. I did the same thing on motorcycles and stuff like that. That's how you figure out how you maybe ought to take her take her back a notch. I was a little too far. (laughs) But man, oh man, he was he was messed up briefly last night. Oh boy. Um, Well, you know what? I love that though. There there are people like that. They're the cautious sorts. We need soldiers. We need poets. That's that's good. I realize it's easy for me to say. I didn't have to mop up the (laughs) board. But I sure have in the past, plenty of it, including my own. Um, China is the worst country on Earth. It is also screaming toward being the biggest economy on Earth and uh, and, and might rival us for the uh, most powerful military on Earth someday. So that's somewhat troubling. Well, and it's hell-bent on bending the entire population of the world to its will. Yeah, it wants the whole world to live like us. We want the whole world to live like us in that you get to live the way you want in freedom. They want the whole world to live like them, as in they're in charge of everything you do. Those are yeah. vastly different things. Uh, some of you don't get that. Minor China problem compared to the other one. We'll start with this. There is evidence that the coronavirus was ooching around China maybe as early as September of 2019, certainly in early November of 2019, around the Wuhan area. The WHO is figuring this out ongoing um, with their... Uh, investigation they've got going on there, and it's difficult because Chinese authorities still are declining to give the WHO team raw data on the early cases and potential earlier ones. That tells you everything you need to know about China and and COVID and the investigation, please. And how can any media outlet be pretending that they're cooperating? They're doing the bare flipping minimum. I don't know. You're covering for the worst regime on planet Earth Anytime you don't make it clear that they are not cooperating in trying to help the world figure out where this came from and the origin of it that would help with the vaccines and all kinds of different things. Right. And as Bill Maher and Matt Taibbi and many others would point out, the only reason you're doing that, you media putzes, is because Trump blamed China. So you're desperate to find any any information that backs up the Chinese. That's how crazy you people are. Well, luckily, not everybody feels that way. CNN has been going big with this story. I'll just read Jake Tapper's Twitter from yesterday, tweet from yesterday. The Chinese government is committing genocide against the Uyghurs right now. We know where, and the world is just sitting back and letting it happen. Disney even thanked local party apparatchiks for letting them film Milan there. Love Jake Tapper calling that out. That's not just Fox mentioning that. That mm-hmm. Disney uh, 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 groveling to China where they've got a genocide going on right now. And their story on CNN all day long yesterday and today uh, is about the women and the systematic rape that they've got going on at these Chinese internment camps. It's absolutely unbelievable. For, uh, Jake Tapper tweeted, tweeted out his story, the lead CNN. Traumatized women described gang rapes and beatings at Chinese government internment camps. It's part of a government 
systematic effort to destroy a segment of society. Mm-hmm. Where else is that happening on the in the world on that level? Nowhere. Nowhere. Right. right. No U.S. company should be dealing with China at all, let alone praising them for anything. We have yes. got to wake up to what an evil presence this is on the earth. I don't think there's a drug so addictive and, and horrific that you can relate it to the money addiction that American corporations have with China. Clearly not. I mean, they, they are such craven junkies. And look, I get it. you got to make a profit. you got people employed. You want to get the bottom line beefed up. I'm a free market guy. But you are such a junkie for Chinese money, you are ignoring the fact that your, your drug dealer just beat his woman down in front of you. I mean, just beat her unconscious in front of you, American companies. You know, if I might uh, illustrate it metaphorically, that's what's happening. It's unforg- It's it's vomit-inducing what China is doing, and yet we're smiling and shaking hands and saying, thanks for doing business. The NBA, at some point, is going to end up in a situation where they've got to completely abandon the whole we're going to expand into China thing. They're just going to have to. The, everybody's going to wake up to what's going on. You can't be a sports league in China dealing with the Chinese government that gang rapes people because of their religion. Right. Right. Be like Major League Baseball playing uh, in Berlin in 1940. Never mind 1938. And thanking Adolf Hitler and the Nazis for letting us have the opportunity. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And I certainly regret that this has become a distraction at a time when so many Texans are hurting and frustrated and mad that this has become an an item of debate and distraction. I I think that's unfortunate. That was certainly not my intention. (laughs) He's the the wrong person to be saying that, but he's absolutely right. right. But he can't say it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Other people could say, eh, we probably got other things we ought to worry about right now here in Texas is uh, whether or not he went to Cancun. But uh, it's he not like he's be. the regional director of generators or anything like that. Well, he's, it was a terrible senator. idea for the yeah. one of the senators, the most high profile senator in Texas to go to Cancun in the middle of this. He needed to be, you know, he needed to have his picture unloading bottles of water out of the back of a truck at a Kroger's grocery store. That's right. what politicians do. And yep. he, he legit could have been on the phone with Biden or somebody in the White House saying, we need federal aid now. This is what I'm seeing down here. He, you know, he could have done that. Um, so he's getting beat up for going to Cancun. But how did we find out about this? It looks like text messages between his wife and her friends came out from one of the friends. Be careful who's in your group chat. Well, I my, my actual theory on this. Is that uh, Ted Cruz's wife leaked the text because because Ted let Trump call her ugly? That's my personal. And she's still so mad about it. <laughs> yeah, he didn't come back strongly. Never. <laughs> when he said I was ugly, what did you say? You didn't say much, did you? <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, that was uh, that was a low blow. Tim Sandifer, our friend Tim Sandifer, tweeted out uh, yesterday, um, responding to a tweet. It must be awful to have friends who would leak your text message to the, to the New York Times just to score points against your spouse. And Tim tweeted, seriously, it's so indecent and stupid to read someone's wife's private text messages. I just don't get it. 
Yeah, we we gotta we gotta quit going down this road of everybody's got a, a political in somehow or or just wants to kind of be famous or whatever and getting into these kind of things. It's weird. If I was on my senator's group, if someone in the the family who was related to a senator that represented my state, and during this thing they texted me, "We're getting out of town for a week. Anybody can want to join," and I'm huddling with frozen water pipes and and i you know i'm i think i leak that am i actually friends with this person though if you're in the group text do you think you are if i'm actually friends with the person i'm not gonna leak their texts i'm not leaking my friends texts pretty much no matter what they do well i'm not leaking anybody's texts if i'm in that group there's an uh, there's an assumption of uh you know uh, confidentiality there but anyway that aside now what? i haven't heard by the way is that what was was texted is uh, that, that what she said that's what i'm inferring from uh, the new york times headline i haven't dug deep into the article okay. yet but that's what they were at least implying um uh, but the uh, why it's getting so much coverage sean's theory is and i think he's probably right is there are pictures right there are good well, pictures there's we've established of- you know beyond any doubt if you are an nfl running back for instance feel free to whoop up on your woman just don't be on video you can hear a detailed account with witnesses at least for years, this was the case, and nothing happens. But if there's video, oh, okay. Well, there's oh, all kinds beating. of there's all kinds of examples of this. How much bigger was the Gavin Newsom story, the French Laundry, when the pictures came out? Mm-hmm, sure. Um, and Ted Cruz with his belly hanging out, pulling his bag through the airport there in Cancun, was a great picture for everybody to run. If you don't have pictures, it's 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 a tenth of the story without and the pictures. You know what's funny is he was wearing a big old Texas flag mask too. Like I thought, maybe he knew well enough to be incognito for this little thing, but he made no he effort just... to be uh, to not be him. That's no, yeah. no doubt, and he I made no he was effort clueless to... as to the uh, the, the optics. He made it. no effort to dress in a flattering way uh, whatsoever. <laughs> well, it, it, we need to stop talking about it because we, we're faulting the media for spending way too much time on this, as opposed to uh, Governor Cuomo killing old people, and now we're talking about it. What have you gone liberal? Are you a liberal? <laughs> For the ru- love of Rush Limbaugh, what has happened to this program? I think it's really interesting what becomes a big story and what doesn't. But there you go. A trio of food-related stories that you may find compelling slash amusing. Do you want them now or you want to hold sure. off? Sure, why not? All right, we'll do them now. I eat almost I, every day. I had no idea of this as a Cal Unicornian. California is now the only state to widely ban indoor dining. Have All ever- other states... Now allow indoor dining in some capacity. California is the only one. Right. Wow. Even with the report that came out last week that we've discussed Uh, many times. New Mexico, New Jersey, New York City, the leftiest of lefties were some of the last holdouts. But after a winter surge that continues to show signs of slowing down, uh, everybody else is open except uh, California is now substantially closed to indoor dining. Even after that. Jobs, livelihoods. Even after that report that showed Florida and California ended up in the same spot in terms of deaths. Mm-hmm. And hospitalizations and everything else is Florida still going to stick with the closing down is good, right? Right. That's well, hey, uh, gruesome Newsom, Gavin Newsolini, steal as many office supplies as you can because you're about to get booted out of office. Have you ever given up anything for Lent? I know you're not I Catholic, have. but have you? I have. Uh-huh. Yeah, in the past. Yeah. I am this time. It's been a while. Unfortunately, it's not something I want to talk about, but uh, I am. I'm doing it this time. I never have before in my life. Wednesday was the beginning of Lent. It was Ash Wednesday, um, which doesn't get as much a talk as it did when I was a kid. As we get, you know, more secular, some people say good, 
Some people say it's going to be the ruin of us. Right. But uh, so just saw that when you brought up food and fasting, because I know a lot of people are doing that this time of year. And this is the first Friday of Lent, which if you're a Catholic, I think you're not supposed to eat any meat of any kind today, I think. Uh, sure, sure. I don't know. I'm not Catholic. And I've given nothing up. Now that the pandemic has crossed into 2021, Jack, the issue of quarantine weight gain has become a serious health concern. The COVID-19. The COVID-19. The I heard COVID-19. Somebody... That's actually, you know. Yeah, I heard somebody refer to that the other day. I thought that's clever. Have you gained the COVID-19? Coronavirus! <laughs> Thank you for that audio <laughs> illustration. What? <laughs> the COVID-19. According to KDKA in Pittsburgh, doctors are beginning to see it almost every time a patient steps on the scale. Really? So how... How so, do you turn it around? So it's that common. Okay. Yeah. Well, according to this uh, Why? article, it is. <laughs> you could make an argument that, I guess if you believe in stress eating as a common thing, but uh, you could make the argument that people working from home, they're eating better than they do when they're at work or on the run. Well, you could. I've uh, eaten out a- less, in the in, which is one of the greatest things you can do for losing weight. I've eaten out less in the, the last year than I have in maybe in my entire adult life. Wow, yeah, interesting. They say uh, people are not good at estimating how much they're eating. And you're at home, you got a lot yeah, of food. I don't know, probably a couple bites, I don't know. And a lot of pandemic eating is driven simply by boredom or emotions. According to Cleveland Clinic psychologist Dr. Susan Albers, uh, here's how you, you do it. Here's how you turn it around. Uh, it's the uh, three S's. Number one, sit down. Oh, coming up, by the way, every state's favorite comfort food. <laughs> Okay. I told you I had a trio of stories, food-related stories. I hate don't have the to do term comfort food. I know you do. Would you like to it's explain why you hate it? I will later. All right, later. The three S's, Jack. Number one, sit down while you eat. Studies have shown that people eat 5% less. 5%? That's nothing. Anyway, when you are sitting at an actual table versus their desk or the couch. That's interesting. Yeah. Sitting while you eat yeah. is better than standing? I think people shuffle while they're standing. Okay. Which brings us to the second S. Slowly savor each bite. I ain't got time for that. We're often at the bottom of the bowl before we know it. We haven't tasted a single bite of what we're eating. Oh, damn, I ate the whole thing. Savor. The final S is arguably the most important, Jack. Stop. Whatever else it is you're doing. (laughs) I think this might be the key, actually, is the whole, this last S. Stop eating so much. No, 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 you're not listening. The first L is listen. The final S is stop what else you are doing. When we give food our full attention, not only do we enjoy it more, but we actually eat less because we pay more attention and and watch. We're more Mm. conscious of our choices. So there you go. Turn your full attention to grubbing out. I, I think that everybody makes these things too much too more mm-hmm. more complicated than anything. Food is fuel. Your, your car is not savoring gasoline. But just, nobody just wants to hear. It. You're not allowed to talk about food, Sean. We've made that clear. <laughs> just you are. Less. You're like a beast. You're like a dog. You'll eat steak or you'll eat another dog's poo. If you ask, if you ask anybody how they gained the COVID nineteen, I've been eating more or eating crappier. Eat less and don't eat as crappy. There, no, done. No, the three S's. <laughs> Sit. Save her. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, I, I actually, I, oh, you know what? I'm, I enjoyed compiling this, uh, the, the favorite comfort foods for each state just because so many of them are so delicious. Fantastic. <laughs> and um, I like thinking about them. Hmm. Got a little montage when we come back too of uh, just how bad it is in Texas. If you haven't been following the news, man, it's, it's, it's wild. It's wild. Well, it's a, a one in a century sort of climate disaster. Yeah, so we got serious newsy stuff. We have all sorts of headlines to to touch on. We have yummy, yummy, for instance, Kentucky. Chicken and dumplings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Your fine. Fav- favorite comfort food by state coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. While the power is back on in all but about 350,000 homes, and that's a lot, but it's not 5 million. The weather has left exploded pipes, major floods, people's homes have been destroyed. While taps are dry and millions are going without running water, food is also now in short supply. Grocery shelves, refrigerator cases are largely empty. Getting away is something most people can't do. Many highway overpasses are just closed because they're frozen. Fuel is in short supply. Gas stations running out. No one seems to have any propane. Tonight, in a great state of 30 million people, people are focused on their survival and their loved ones. I walked from one end of Austin to the other on the frozen bodies. Brian Williams, who makes stuff up. Exactly. Um, uh, truck drivers who can't get their load of stuff to the grocery store because there's no place to buy gas. Wow. For instance, it's it's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the funny thing about a once-in-a-century storm is that it can, it can happen this year and then next year. And that's the once-in-that-century. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah, that, yeah. Averaging out, yeah, it can happen that way. Um, also, I wish everybody in media would figure out that when you have... 300 some thousand households without power you do have a million people without power yeah or damn close to it sure um sure don't count households count count people and count your favorite comfort food by state like minnesota where it's swedish meatballs <laughs> i'd eat some meatballs right now oh what, i do enjoy a good meatball swedish it's the sauce okay oh that's right i don't particularly like swedish meatballs that's not my favorite i like the They're italian good. meatballs better yeah me too. As but, a flavor. Uh, you know, nice as a curveball now and again. Um, so the Biden administration is rehauling our immigration system because Congress won't do it. So a person is going to do it. Oh, good. And it's going to be good. drastically different than the last person who did it. And a single person did it, Donald Trump, because Congress wouldn't do it then. Does then, this person, do they wear a crown and have like a purple robe on them? Do they sit in the throne? They might as well when it comes to immigration policy and a number of other things. And the Obama administration couldn't get it done either, even though they had the White House, the Senate, and the House in great numbers. They couldn't have done it, and neither could the Bush administration when they had the White House, the Senate, and the House and had really good numbers. But just, it can't be done, apparently. So, Well, they don't want to. They'd rather have the issue than solve the issue. Among the things that are going to happen with the new immigration plan is they're already getting COVID vaccine to detainees. So people who have snuck into the country and are trying to determine whether or not they get to stay here as illegals or we're going to boot them out. We're giving them the vaccine 
Have you gotten your vaccine yet? Nope. No, you haven't. But you should have been an illegal crossing the border. That might have been helpful to you. Or claim to be one. A couple of the highlights I like. Eight year yeah, past- I'm from Guatemala. I'm a, I'm a refugee. You sound like you're from the Midwest to me. There's, nope, nope, I'm from Guatemala. <laughs> There's almost nothing in the package that deals with securing the border. No good. Which is a problem because uh, there's an eight-year path to citizenship. I'm fine with that. You know, make it eight, make it ten, make it six, whatever you're going to make it. Uh, people that have been here their whole lives or for many, many, many years and all that sort of stuff, yeah, they're probably going to become a citizen. I'm okay with that if you're not going to let millions of more people sneak in and then we do this all again. So that's the whole problem is if you're going to make people citizens, you got to be secure in the border. You just have to. And by the way, practically everybody wants the border secure. You can look at the poll numbers. They are going to raise the number of uh, people that we take in legally. Okay, fine. Maybe that's necessary. We can have that discussion. That's a policy decision. But they're going to remove the word alien from all documentation and replace it with non-citizen. That's just stupid. That's just stupid. Says Joe oh Getty. God. This is it's like overly sensitive fourth grade girl policy. Well, that that uh, name is alienating and it uh, makes people feel less than it's otherizing the person in question. Just grow up. It's a term that means somebody who's not a citizen. All right. Bunch of paranoid losers. Kevin McCarthy came out yesterday. This is a pretty good line and said, so they're for opening the borders, but not opening the schools. That's a pretty good political line. That is a good line. That's one of Kevin's better lines. He probably didn't think of it. Kevin, who hails from California, where the number one comfort food is grilled cheese. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. I really like grilled cheese. Oh, I do, too. Really, too. Yeah. Especially kind of fancy. You got a couple, two, three different kinds of cheeses on there. No way. No way. Oh, yeah. I, will send that, bread. I will send that back. In fact, I'll flip it over onto the floor and your dog can eat it if you give me that. <laughs> Three cheeses. What I are want, you, a I want, I want Wonder Bread and regular cheese. That's what I want. Oh, old Simple Jack. Old what were you saying, Jack. Sean? Three cheeses. Are you a delicatessen over there? What, uh, I don't know if I've had three different cheeses in the last three years. <laughs> oh, my God. You, I, I, probably, I don't know if I've had three cheeses in my life. Is Mexican blend? I consider that one cheese do when you, I get that at the store. Do you consider mild cheddar different than sharp cheddar? <laughs> oh, from, well, the, from the big orange. between the two. The big orange <laughs> block I buy from the grocery store? No, Mexican blend is multiple cheeses, Sean. Okay. See? Okay. You're already on board. You know what's interesting is the contrast between, for instance... Wyoming, where they uh, crave pot roast, and Massachusetts, where they prefer strawberry shortcake as the favorite comfort food. I got a cheese platter the other day for the Super Bowl. I got it at the grocery store. It's already prepared. This is the you know right in my wheelhouse, right? I just grab it. It's all ready to go. It had the crackers. It had the cheeses, and it had this jelly in the middle, which I thought I probably wouldn't even eat. It just came along with it, but I ended up. Would that be a chutney? It could be a chutney. A nice, uh, Can we sweet that? yet savory chutney. <laughs> Not sure we're allowed to say chutney on the air. What a chutney. Um, you dipped this cheese in that jelly? Oh, it was I'm freaking unbelievable. I'm telling you. It blew my head. Now, oh. for those of you who aren't quitters like Jack, you also a nice little red wine with that, please. <laughs> if you aren't quitters. Yeah. You're my, one of the best drinkers I ever knew, and you quit. My son, my son, my son loved the cheese dipped in the jelly. Oh, that was so good. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Um, Send him over to me. I will train him in the Epicurean lifestyle. Yeah, he's pretty into it. He's pretty into food and stuff like that. So when COVID's over, I'm going to take him to like a fancy cheese place. He actually said that he he thinks he'd like to be a cheese expert, basically a cheese sommelier. 
when he grows mm-hmm. up, which you mm-hmm. could be. Awesome. When you bring him home to uh, visit your relatives in Iowa, Jack, have him enjoy some monkey bread, which is the number one uh, comfort food in Iowa. Oh, my God. How do they get that out of the monkey? Well, if you've ever been to Iowa, you know it's just overrun with wild monkeys. <laughs> And so they, uh, well, it's it's not it's not for the faint of heart the oh, process of turning the monkeys into bread. No, it's it's like a uh, it's a pastry uh, thing. Yeah, but who compiled this list? I've spent so much time in Iowa, my childhood. All my relatives yeah. are from Iowa. So tell us your monkey I've bread had story. More home cooked <laughs> meals in Iowa than maybe any state in America, and I've yes. never had monkey bread in Iowa. Oh, maybe they didn't waste it on you because you're not down with the Epicurean lifestyle. <laughs> Do you spread... Pennsylvania craves stuffing. It's That's so, interesting. It's a special kind of bread for the monkey meat sandwich, or do you spread monkeys <laughs> on it? No. It's just a nickname. It's got no monkey in it. <laughs> as far as you know. Florida. Hit me with what What does Florida man eat for their favorite comfort food? Mm, their neighbor's face. Oh, boy. Nah, I kid, of course. Ooh, corned beef and hash. Well, that should be corned beef hash, shouldn't it? Uh, that's nice, yeah. like that. Uh, I do enjoy a nice corned beef hash with a couple of fried eggs. Uh, let's see, Alaska. Cinnamon rolls. Sure, it's icy cold. You got a nice cup of java up there? I, just, I don't believe any of this. <laughs> what? Um, we have some unbelievably good news about COVID that isn't getting enough attention and an interesting article in the New York Times about why it's not getting attention on the way. Armstrong and Getty.